Welcome to another episode of the podcast, Carlene Savage, Conflict Resolution Expert, founder of the Savage Theory of Resolution, and your host. And today, a question came up. It's beautiful. And it also pulls at my heart. She's a stay-at-home mom and wife of 16 years, and um, her husband makes fun of her in front of her kids for being just, air quotes, just a housewife. And she says, I don't, I don't have enough qualifications um, and courage to get a job. So how do I handle the situation? I don't know what to do. Uh, a, my heart, I'm just, you guys, I'm a conflict resolution expert. I start processing immediately in my head. A lot of questions come up for me. And sometimes the hard thing for me is I don't get enough information to be able to, um, dial into just one answer or to maybe two answers because there's a lot of things that are left out of this question. For example, did you and your husband decide you were going to be an at-home wife? What was his opinion then of a, of a wife and a homemaker? What what are his, what is his experience? Does his mom, is she an at-home wife? Why does he make fun? These are questions that come up naturally in a good conflict resolution mind. Um, and, and the whole point of this podcast is to show you how to think through, yes, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to have opinions. I'm going to have points of view, but really it's to help you hear and see how resolution processes. How do do we process things in order to help others get to a good, a a good settling point? So, and because this is a one-sided conversation, it's just simply a question. I don't really get to ask those other questions in good conflict resolution. And that would, those would be some of my questions. What was your understanding? Were you guys okay with you being a housewife and a homemaker? When you guys decided that, um, how, what was the feeling surrounding that? Was it warm and fuzzy? Was it something that you felt like you really accomplished something and it's such a beautiful, you know, life plan? Or did you do that in under resistance? And because, you know, you maybe you had goals to go to college or to do something like that and get a new skill set, but because this, you know, flipped the switch, did you get pregnant? And then you had to get married, and then that's what caused that to happen. Instead of a of a man and a woman talking about their future and how they'd like to see that laid out, do you see how all these questions could create a different understanding of this question? Does that make sense? So even though those are all questions, this is this is the story we have. She's been married sixteen years. She's an at home housewife and mom, and the husband is making fun of her in front of the kids for just being a housewife. I don't know why that would matter whether it's in front of the kids or not in front of the kids. Um, if you feel like it's being you're being made fun of, where does that come from for you? And um, and if it comes from an authentic place, then it doesn't matter whether it's in front of or behind closed doors. It would kind of hit you the same, and. Um, so that needs to be looked at. You need to know why that is. Now, let's get into the, um, I don't have enough qualifications and courage to get a job. Okay, great. Do you need to get a job? What about, I know with me, um, and you know, I have seven kids. So I have a lot of experience, more than the average. I have a lot of experience understanding many personalities in a home dynamic, um, many experiences. Um, I, I mean, 
you get so many experiences. It's like, you almost feel like, um, could you give me a situation I can't handle? Cause you just have so many. And then the things that we introduced ourselves to over the years and exposed ourselves to, and the conflicts that we exposed ourselves to, um, like bringing other people into our home to live and how that dynamic, we actually had a family of four move in with us and they lived with us for months while they were trying to get some things on their house fixed because, um, some things had broken or were broken and needed remodeling after some renters lived in their house. And then they had to, you know, they lost their house, had to go back to their rental. Um, that was their original house and it was just destroyed. So they had to fix it. So, you know, we've inflicted a lot of things into our dynamic as well over the years. So you don't have the courage to get a job. And like I just explained, you know, I have seven kids. So early days, Neither did I. Early days, um, I didn't. I didn't have the wherewithal. I didn't graduate high school, and I ended up going to a business college. Um, it was a full time business college, and then I got um, my paralegal certificate or whatever that was. I had to go get my GED before I could get that. So I did all that when I was twenty twenty one. And, but before that, I didn't have them. I didn't have one. And I had two kids by then. So yeah, I get it. I don't have enough qualifications. I didn't have the courage to get a job. Well, I did, but, but I could, I could be in that spot. So then what, guess what? You can go and volunteer, go become the PTA, PTO, whatever they are, go find, go find a parent organization at your kid's school and become that person. Um, get involved, participate with other people, start getting that interaction with how to interact, start learning communication skills because you're now integrating and interacting with other people. Um, I became the president of the organization. Well, you, you know, what is, what is it that's important to you that you think is important to kids in that role? You can go out and I got involved with civic organizations. Um, I was part of this uh, group. It was a women's group, civic group where they encouraged education, but this group happened to be people that were 60 and older and I was 30. And so what do you do? And you get involved in something like that. And I took some of my, the things I felt was important and I, and I companioned and married those to some civic groups that had the same importance. So at the time I had kids, all these kids, I had people living with me, life was full and busy. And I got involved with a civic group that was interested in education. So I launched my own spelling bee, right? My own spelling bee. And within that organization and put that organization as the head of it. So I became the person in charge of the spelling bee, did two school districts, 27 schools, and only one grade, third grade. And um, it grew the next year and year over year. It was beautiful. But that's how you begin to get qualifications. I had to rally people. I had to talk to people about sponsorships. We got $10,000 in sponsorships our first year. I had to learn how to do that. It was just in my passion. So how do you get enough? Find something that you're connected to. Find that passion. Find anything. And I don't mean passion like what you want to do for the rest of your life. What I mean is passion as in, you know, something that's important to you at the time. And get involved in that. Find another organization that you can get involved with. Because of that event of the spelling bee that I did with that civic group, um, that group received the mayor's award 
um, a mayor's recognition invited to a luncheon with the mayor, blah, 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 got all this, you know, media time all over that making that first move. Well, then now you have to sp- speak to the media. You have to know how what your opinion is, how you want to say that. Then all of a sudden the civic group is all, they're all excited about me and oh my gosh, we need her in leadership. Well, guess what? Then I have to learn how to manage and deal with people in that and how to transact business and get things done. Um, you had to, I had to talk to schools. I had to talk to superintendents of the schools and so that we can bring our projects in there. I had to get the list of teachers. I had to know how to, you know, write emails and write letters and awards and create project, um, projects and what those project, um, plans would look like. Um, those are all things that you can get just by volunteering. Uh, I volunteered for the Red Cross at one point and I was doing, you know, I was writing up correspondence for people and that gave me an experience of corp of, of nonprofit work and the level and who's in charge and, you know, what are the office dynamics look like, um, even though it was a volunteer position. So those are all things that you can do. The other thing is, okay, so let's get to the other thing is, Go back and revisit with your husband. What do you think of this? He may, you might find out that he's just, he's just kidding, you know, in air quotes, I'm just kidding. Well, then that's a personality thing that maybe you want to explore about your husband and start to observe and look at those things in conflict resolution. That's what you do. You start looking at people and kind of exploring, Hey, is this just me? Is this my um, insecurities or is it part him? What part of him? How does he feel about this position? And you start examining those things. And maybe those things are often you need to have that kind of a conversation between a husband and wife. Ah, it's working through all this conflict resolution. It's so exciting for me. I hope that you learned something from it. If you ever have a question, just ask.